Midland. This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Wizzlick inside with the two-hand flush. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. Down in the South American Conference. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Fontecchio! Is that an artist or something it's from the Renaissance gibberish. area? Fontecchio! Is that a my computer new software company? My new favorite word. It's a name, actually. Oh, cool. You'll hear about that a little bit later in the show. It yeah, because good luck spelling it. I don't even think I can spell it right now. Fontecchio! F-O-N-T-E-C-C-H-I-O. Not even close. Not even close. Maybe. I nailed it. Ah, well, what are you going to do? Uh, here's something I know how to spell. Loss. <laughs> L-O-S-S. Listen, nobody wants to talk about the team down in Ann Arbor because, well, there's nothing to talk about. Garbage basketball team. Coach doesn't know what he's doing. Whole program needs to hit reset. The team in East Lansing, on the other hand, this is a team with expectation. This is a team that was supposed to be the team. They were supposed to break the streak of the last five years and actually put together a real deep run. Top five team to start the season. Those Michigan State Spartans were. Now they sit just six and six in the Big Ten. John, I fear that the rest of college basketball has caught up to Tom Izzo and has started running circles around him. Because what transpired last night? I mean, that team I saw in Minnesota. That team's not making it out of the first round of March Madness. Plain and simple. I think I said in November, right here on this program, that Michigan State's got an uphill battle to even make the tournament, that their streak was going to be on the line. I reminded myself today that just a couple of years ago, Michigan State was a play-in team to that tournament, which is what it is. You can keep that streak alive even though you weren't one of the 64 teams that made that tournament that year that's a different story for a different day John Michigan State that team last night just looked like they had no they looked like they got hit with a frying pan and had no idea what was happening you've got three bigs on the team that are about as useless as the carrots that come with your wings at beat-ups you can't develop any of your freshmen because you don't play them. You're not hitting the transfer portal in an era of college basketball and college athletics where it's more important than ever. Every team has transfers, and Tom Izzo, just because he doesn't like it, doesn't like that players can just quit their team, he just decides not to use it. John, I think the rest of the world, the rest of college basketball, has caught up with this program. And I don't think it's an overstatement to say at this point that Michigan State is no longer a blue blood. Because a blue blood doesn't go 6-6 six and six in conference play. Last year, 11-8 and eight in conference play. The year before that, 11-9 and nine in conference play. The year before that, 9-11 and 11 in conference play. You've had 13 losses the last three years. You'll probably have that again this year. 
You haven't made it out of the Sweet 16 since 2019, that magical season when you beat Zion Williamson, even though he should have lost three rounds prior. Not doing anything in the last five years. They've been treading water. And I think the rest of the coaches in this conference, and now next year, this conference is going to look a whole lot different. Everyone is caught up to Mr. Tom Izzo, who is a Michigan State legend, by the way. Not going to sit here and tell you that this guy's terrible at his job. Not going to sit here and tell you this guy needs to be fired because it's unrealistic and it's not going to happen. They're not going to fire Tom Izzo. But if you're a Michigan State fan and you've watched the last five years intensely, you are more aware than anyone else that it's just not the same team. It's not the same coach. It's not the same energy that this team used to play with. It's not the same standards. I mean, I'd be shocked if Michigan State made it out of the first round this year. And that's kind of been the story of the last few seasons. I get it. They made the Sweet 16 last year, and that seemed like an enormous deal. It was, oh my God, no one believed in us. Izzo! Are we really doing victory laps for Sweet 16s now? I get it. If if you're Michigan, that's a big deal. But you're not Michigan. You're Michigan State. You're supposed to be this program that runs the Big Ten, that runs Midwest hoops. And for five straight seasons, it hasn't been the case. And we sat here in October saying this was the year. Look at all these upperclassmen. You've got Xavier Booker, the best recruit he's ever had. You've got Cohen Carr, who may as well be playing on a trampoline. You've got all this talent on this team, and you don't know how to utilize it. This team has fallen off, John. They've fallen off. I agree to a certain extent. I think the, I would say, competitive balance, just the sheer amount of talented teams throughout the country has greatly improved due to the transfer portal. This year, the expectation is the Mountain West will have more representatives than the ACC will, which is crazy to think of even a couple of years ago. And I'll agree that Izzo maybe should use the transfer portal a little more, though I'll remind you Tyson Walker got from Northeastern, courtesy of Queens, New York, out of nowhere. And that he was the last the transfer they had. I'm just saying, that best was player the on the la- team. I, I, and, and I agree with, hey, I agree with the fact that they have to use it more because the reason they haven't is, well, you got the best recruit to ever come in terms of uh, rankings, not because of production yet, yes. but in terms of rankings to begin the season. Xavier Booker. And you have a very talented first year in car as well. But the problem with that, okay, we're going to still recruit great talent, which he has, and it's impressive in what is his current season uh, to do it this year and not when he was younger, but it's impressive. But those guys don't play. Card, zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists. One, uh, 0 for 1 from the field last night. Like, that's can't happen. You got to be eight or nine deep to make a run, in my opinion. In the last have, five games, to. in the last five games, Cohen Carr, three minutes, five minutes, eight minutes, 12 minutes in reverse order. So yesterday, three minutes. And, and it's He's one a four thing, star recruit. And it's one thing if Carr was a guard, okay, you have Walker and you have Atkins, which were really your only two sources of offense last night. Uh, he's forward. He's forward. And then <laughs> like, the other guy, the other guy, Xavier Booker. Yeah. Three minutes last night. Did not play versus Maryland. Seven minutes versus Michigan in a blowout. Five minutes versus Wisconsin. DNP versus Maryland. 
Your other two bigs that you play at the same time don't do anything. They just run around on the court like chickens with their heads cut off. Got noodles for fingers. They can't catch a ball. And if they do end up getting the ball, it goes right back to the other team. They're like vacuums. Not to mention somehow, someway, you start both of them and you're 12th in the Big Ten in rebounding. They don't contribute anything. And yet Xavier Booker still can't find his way onto the floor to get minutes. Now, a lot of people will sit here, well, he's not ready for that. A lot of people will say, he's got off-the-court issues. Dude, you don't have a choice but to play these guys and develop them at this point. You don't have a choice. Because what's happening on the floor right now, it's not working. And there's just as many people, I bet Tom Izzo, if you gave him some truth serum, would say the same thing. These guys got to get tougher. These kids aren't tough these days. They just hit the portal as soon as they hit adversity. Welcome to the world of college athletics now. Welcome to the new generation that's coming through all of these schools. That's not changing, man. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe the fans don't like it. I certainly don't like how much people are transferring, but that's reality now. As much as you can bitch about it, that's reality. And I agree with it more than I disagree. With transfer portal? Yeah. You're saying you don't like it. or you I do, do like it. Oh. But well, Izzo's got to realize it's not. the it, – I, I don't even look at it as a failure to adapt because you still want to get top recruits and not have to worry about the transfer portal. If you can make a roster full of just recruits in this day and age, more power to you. And the biggest notch on Izzo's belt is his ability to, to recruit. My problem is it should be to develop as well. And okay, you can look at the starting five and and the amount of returners to this year, and that's why at the beginning of the season they were ranked so highly because, yeah, the expectation was high. They were a top-five team uh, in in the first AP poll, in the preseason AP poll. But now, again, to circle back, you have Booker and Carr sitting on the bench. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. Then you guys, then the those two roster spots shouldn't be the top first years in the country. They should be guys from the transfer portal exactly. that are upperclassmen exactly. that are ready to go right now. And it's you're a win now team. I understand still having building for the future expectations, but you don't have to rely on it as much. Like Izzo and and it's it's the pros and cons. College basketball coaches of yesteryear had to make sure they hit each recruiting class, not only so the first years could contribute to the current day roster, but also to solidify the future. Now with the transfer portal, it's just not the case. If you don't solidify the future, it's not the biggest deal in the world. The team I follow closely, St. John's, is playing all five. Uh, excuse me, four of their five starters or transfers only had one returning player and one of the best players in the Big East. Everybody else is a transfer. And they're right now in the same place, actually a little better than Michigan State, according to Mike DeCourcy and Fox Sports Bracketology. Well, so if about, you're not going to develop your top recruits, then you sort of have to use the transfer portal a little more. Well, everyone, it, it's not like Tom Izzo is... To, the thing is, no one is using the transfer portal less than Izzo. You look at the top teams in the Big Ten. Purdue, their second leading scorer, transfer. Illinois, leading scorer, transfer. Second leading scorer, transfer. Fifth leading scorer, transfer. Wisconsin, leading scorer, transfer. Fourth leading scorer, transfer. Minnesota, the team they lost to yesterday. Leading scorer, transfer. Third leading scorer, transfer. And Michigan State hasn't landed a transfer since landing Walker three years ago. And before that, it was Joey Hauser. Those two guys hit. Those two guys were great additions in the transfer portal. So why'd you go away from it? Was it to play guys like Manny Sissoko? So to play guys like Carson Cooper, 
Really? Really? You haven't been able to develop any of these guys. I mean, half of them have regressed in the last couple of seasons. Manny Sissoko's under three points per game for his career. You couldn't have gone out and found another big guy? That's your dude? A.J. Hogard scoring, assists, rebounds, three-point percentage, all down from last season. Malik Hall, sure, whatever, you got better. Tyson Walker. Uh, Tyson Walker's covering up a lot of this mess. He always has. He reminds me a lot of, ironically, Kenneth Walker. Who, the second. Kenneth Walker the second. that's right. <laughs> who is a Michigan State transfer for the football team. Yes. You land him in the football season. He completely backpacks you through Mel Tucker's first season, and all of a sudden it's, Mel Tucker, oh my God, we got the next guy. Did you or did you just have the transfer land of the century? That's what you have with Tyson Walker right now. If you didn't somehow get Tyson Walker, this team would be a complete and utter mess because they over-rely on him to bail them out of every situation. It's unfortunate. They can't develop anybody. They've got no big guys. You don't hit the transfer portal. And here's the craziest part about it all, John. You've got an open scholarship. You only used 12 of the 13, and you just elected to not go get anybody. You were perfectly fine with Carson Cooper and Matty Sissoko as your two big guys. I got news for everybody. Those guys' basketball careers are done after college. I hope they've been going to class, unlike Doug McDaniel down the road. Because they need to be studying. Because their jobs aren't going to be playing against Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic on a nightly basis. Not happening. Wow. That's tough. And you got to have a roster spot for, for your son, too. Right. And a That's where I thought you were spot. going there. <laughs> so you have one that's already taken. That's where I thought you were going. So if you're a Michigan State fan, at what point do you look at this situation and say, you know what? I'm good. With Tom Izzo hanging it up. I don't necessarily want him to be the head coach next year. Because if I was a Michigan State fan, and I have been watching this for the last five years, mediocrity. Sure, he's a legend. Build a statue of him. Name a stadium after him. I don't care. But I'm ready to move on if I'm a Michigan State fan. 989-837-6125. We've got some audio from Ben Johnson. Not the Lions offensive coordinator. The Minnesota head coach that I think is very telling. Coming up next, we'll hit the Frick Sports Bar text line. And we'll get into a little bit other basketball teams later, too. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. The Payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. 989-837-6125. John, Michigan State in the last four years has played 70 Big Ten games. How many of those do you think they've won? 70 Big Ten games? 70 Big Ten games. 34. Very close. 36. Ooh, close. 36 and 34 is their record in Big Ten play over the last four seasons. It's just not cutting it anymore. 500 right now? You've been a 500? Yeah, you're 6 and 6 in the Big Ten right now. And probably going to be under 500 after this Saturday. You have your toughest home game remaining in Illinois. 10th ranked team in the country coming to the Breslin Center. You confident they're going to get that W? (laughs) No. If you can't. And they don't need it, but it'd sure help. If you can't beat Minnesota last night when, with 12 minutes left, according to ESPN analytics win percentage, you had a 91% chance to come out with a victory. 
if you can't win those type of games against Minnesota, of all teams, then why would I expect you to ever get these top 10 wins when these big dogs in the Big Ten, the teams that actually run the Big Ten now, are coming into the Breslin Center? I mean, John, the Breslin Center used to be a place where everyone else in the Big Ten feared going. No one walked out of that place with a win. Every time the student section got packed, the is-zone, they call it. It was a death sentence for the other team. Death sentence. And now, people just walk in there all the time and kick Michigan State's ass. Plain and simple. It's got to change. It's got to change. But I'll tell you, Ben, and this is the retort, and you said it before we went to break. Okay, Michigan State fans, you've known over the last five years, and as, as your expectation lowered, they're still in the mix. And I know for you that's underwhelming. And it should be for most fans when your team was, again, top five in the preseason AP poll. Mm-hmm. But just the way college basketball shakes out, a lot of teams find themselves right now on the bubble even though they had better expectations. You knew Purdue was going to be better than you, and you should have known that Illinois, in my opinion, was going to be better. But people didn't expect Wisconsin and A.J. Store to be this good. Minnesota, you know, row the boats, Fleck, before I think basketball, and they've had a great year. Yeah. And the conference, again, hasn't really unraveled the way you thought. And and I don't know about Nebraska. That was the one team that, like, it surprised me, but I, I forget how they've uh, done the last couple of years. But Michigan State felt they were far and away better than those teams coming into this year just based on the NCAA tournament uh, run a year ago. And they haven't been. Nope. And, and, and that's been the main issue. But all that said, Izzo maybe not adapting the way he should be and relying on recruits more than the portal, they're still in the mix. If you've got to they're point still to one there. guy, who is it? If you've got to point to one person as to blame for them being media- mediocrity for the last mediocrity. five seasons. I, mediocrity well, for the last five seasons. Who is it? It's it's going to be your coach, obviously, Izzo, Izzo and recruiting. I, I, I'm just saying, though, the, the main like the main person that you salvage their success on on a nightly basis was from the transfer portal. It just to me, it's not even like recruiting, and it, it, again, it's still centered towards Izzo, but maybe even more assistant coaches too. Not to just throw them under the bus. One hundred thousand percent. There has to be a development of these recruits because they did the the work. And what is harder than it ever has been before in the modern day and age with the NIL, they said, all right, they got Booker to come to campus yep. and be the top recruit under Izzo's tenure. Like, they they nailed that. Kids got to play more. It, it's, just, it's just the fact of the matter. And, you, you know, I don't know his off the court. Uh, Who cares? Whatever. But Who cares? The transfer portal has some of those guys, too, that figure it out. Yeah. Like you, you, that's your job as the coach. Like you can't just expect these guys nowadays to come in ready to grind. You're not making your selections. It's not how this works anymore. Maybe people don't like it, but it's, it's as simple as that. Um, Minnesota head coach Ben Johnson. He had a really interesting quote after the game yesterday, where he paid his due diligence, he paid his respect to Tom Izzo. But I think a lot of people have gone from fearing Tom Izzo. And thinking, I don't know what to do when I'm playing this guy. To okay, this is kind of like the uh, the old guy that we can take care of. 
he makes you better, you know, when you're preparing and, and you're watching film on their team and just how they get better throughout the year. He makes me better. He makes our guys better. And I think that's what you saw. Like our guys knew they had to be on it today if we had a chance to win. And I thought our defensive effort was phenomenal. I think they're averaging like 75 and to hold them to 56 and to win a toughness game and to win ugly and to win with your defense. That was phenomenal. Those were the type of games that Michigan State used to always come out on top of. And now teams are watching film on Michigan State, still respecting the way Tom Izzo's coaching, but at the same time looking at Tom Izzo and saying, all right, he's vulnerable right now. We can beat him. Because for the last five years, he's been a beatable guy. It's not like he's rammed through anybody. John, this team hasn't even played in a Big Ten conference championship tournament-wise. They haven't won a Big Ten. They haven't dominated anybody. You just lost to Minnesota, dude. You lost to Max Christie's little brother, who lit this team up like a flamethrower yesterday. Max Christie's little brother. Really? That guy? I'm looking at this Tom Izzo team, and if I'm a Michigan State fan, I'm ready to move on. Maybe it's ridiculous, because there's always going to be that group of people. Look Look what Tom Izzo's done for this team. You can't hold on to things forever. You can't hold on to Tom Izzo from something he did 15 years ago and use it as a reason that he should still be the head coach. That was a long time ago. And this is a, I mean, sports in general is a what have you done for me lately type of business. You don't want this thing to get stale. You don't want this thing to drag out longer than it needs to. And then it's a really awkward conversation of, hey, Tom, are you ever going to, you know, officially put the two weeks notice in or are we going to have to make this official? Because right now you're not at that circumstance, obviously. Everyone still loves Tom Izzo. The coach's show is tonight on 100.9 The Mitt, and I'm sure every media member is going to just drool all over this guy. They love him down there, and that's fine. So don't you kind of want him to walk away in the sunset right now instead of staying here? Maybe, for lack of a better word, drag this program down even further. Maybe that's harsh. I don't know. Do you think that's harsh? It's just, what have you done for me lately? The Michigan State fan would point at a Sweet 16 appearance a year ago. It hasn't been great this year. I get it. Conference losses and a couple losses you shouldn't have had. And again, I pointed this out the last time we talked about MSU. I forget which game we were previewing, but the fact they have two quad one wins Indiana State (laughs) being one of them, who luckily you scheduled just because it's been a yearly occurrence. And then luckily that James Madison loss looks a little better because they've been good in their conference and our quad too. But there's really not a signature win. And that's why they're not a lock yet at all. And again, 11 seed, I think now 10 seed according to Fox Sports. 10 seed. DeCourcy right now. I mean, and that's you, you just gotta, you can't lose any more of those games like yeah. Minnesota where you're supposed to. I don't know what the spread was yesterday, but I assume Michigan State walked into there as road favorites. You can't afford to lose any of those games anymore if you want to make the tournament. If you want to keep this precious Tom Izzo, I mean, <laughs> minus three by the way, I Michigan State was. Yes, I mean, ironically, what 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 does the intro say? Wait until March, bro. Just wait until March, bro. And that's what if an you MSU don't fan get into March this year, you. if you don't get into March Madness this year, then what? Then what leg is there to stand on? Then the conversation begins. The conversation's already started. One season of not making it is usually a perennial blue blood. I mean, this is the same program, I, not to go all the way to the beginning, but they're still in the Champions Classic for a reason, right? With 
you know, the Dukes <laughs> and the Kentuckys, but they are. And not that they looked overly impressive in that game all the way back, but it's like, all right, you watch that thinking that's where they belong this year. They wouldn't beat any of those teams right now as currently constituted. Nine, they wouldn't have a shot. 989-837-6125. If you're a Michigan State fan, are you getting close to being ready to move on from Mr. Izzo? Do you even still want him to be the head coach? Or are you trying to hang on to this for as long as humanly possible? If I'm a Michigan State fan, I'm ready to move on. And maybe call that short fuse. That's fine. Whatever. You guys can come at me. Tell me how wrong I am. It's not going to hurt my feelings. But that kind of stuff just wouldn't fly if I was a fan of that team. I mean, it only took one season for me to be done with Jawan because this has just been a complete and utter mess in well, Ann Arbor. That's what makes this conversation a little weaker, too, because you're bringing fine points about Izzo. It's just the dumpster fire across the way is a lot worse. It makes Mich- it makes Tom <laughs> Izzo looks like, look like It makes Hulkamania. MSU look like a one seed right now. It, it sort of does. By the way, Michigan's been a one seed a lot more recently than Michigan State's been. Oh, here we go. I, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, as bad as Michigan has been, they were a one seed just a few years ago, the year that Michigan State was one of the last four teams in and didn't actually make the 64-team tournament. Michigan State, Michigan was the one seed. Michigan State hasn't been a top-five seed since 2019, just so we're all on the same page. 989-837-6125. That's the number of the Frick Sports Bar text line. We'll hit that on the other side of this. Plus, Troy Weaver actually got some compliments for him today. That's next on the payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. 989-837-6125. If I'm a Michigan State fan, I'm ready to move on from Tom Izzo. Is that premature? Maybe. Don't care. Come at me. Um, all right, here it is. The Frick Sports Bar text line one more time, 989-837-6125. Dwayne, our main man from Bay City, chiming in. MSU has been an utter disappointment, especially after being a top five team. But I like um, but I like many, though they were overrated even at the beginning of the season. Look at your upperclassmen, especially Malik Hall, who's been there for 30 years. How the hell is Malik Hall even a starter? He plays with absolutely no fire. He's soft and is the only player and only plays pathetic, <laughs> only plays good against pathetic ass Michigan, who is allowed is allowing Howard to still coach. Izzo needs to retire and Howard needs to be canned, period. Oh um, Dwayne say, from Basin. I think Dwayne Ann Arbor guy before East Lansing guy, so I knew he was gonna circle back to Michigan, but yeah. That's it's just an expectation you want to be higher because maybe you disagree with me here, Ben. Uh, yeah, I, maybe you disagree with me. I think you probably already have. They have the talent to make a run this year. Yeah, they do. They yeah, this is not a well coached team. Agree. In my they, opinion. Wow. Well, they, like the talent's there, even with your top recruit sitting on the bench and only getting four minutes. Like Tyson Walker's been there; he's done that. But something's got to change. The, the the switch has to be flipped at some point. And you don't want to wait too long. Obviously, the best time to get hot is in March, but you need to get there first. You need to take care of your conference schedule, and it's not a walk in the park. And we've talked about this before. The Big Ten is not the best conference in college basketball anymore. Purdue might be the best team if you feel that way. Right now, number two behind Connecticut. But they're going to be a five- to six-team conference as of right now. Unless a, a, you know, a Maryland who's towards the lower end or Northwestern makes a run in the tournament – 
they're going to be a six to maybe seven team conference, but where the talent is around college basketball is different where name value is not just going to squeeze you in if the wins are not there. And here's the thing. Like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to push Tom Izzo out the door that I'm think that I think this guy absolutely needs to retire or he should be fired. That's not the case. What I'm saying is you should consider retirement if you're Tom Izzo before the scene gets ugly, before it turns into, I mean, you're plugged into the New York team, Syracuse, buddy, uh, Bayheim stayed a little too long, right? Yeah, Jim. Maybe, Buddy's his uh, son. Uh, but yes, yeah. Jim. Jim Bayham, Buddy. Buddy Bayheim, a former Piston, by the way. Really? How did um, he get in the league? I don't know, but keep going. Um, but yeah, Jim overstayed his welcome a little bit at Syracuse, right? Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. You don't want this Tom Izzo thing to get to a point where it's. Yeah. Eh, I mean, we're not gonna fire you, man. But come on, let's let's get out the door. If you're Tom Izzo, go walk away in the sunset. Go enjoy the beach life. It's not how these guys are are uh, know, operated, man. It's, it's just it's just not how they're wired. You know that. And again, to Izzo's credit, there hasn't been that disappointment this year. Like if they don't make the tournament, yeah, it's it's going to be talked about during the whole off season, and the spotlight's even higher because no one wants to talk about the football team. Mike, like, it's it, yeah, it's not yeah. even oh the football team is bad. No one even just wants to broach it. It's a, it's a all right a, a new coach and you're hoping and you're and you're you know following signing day like it's. It's, you know, <laughs> something important, which it's devalued, of course, because of NIL stuff. But there's going to be a lot of eyeballs in terms of, of, of making a change, but he is yet to fail you yet. Are my, the expectations not being hit? Yes, but it's not a failure. My guess is they end up making the tournament as a very high seed. High seed in terms of number high, not yes, qu- yes, quality. Yes. Yeah, like a 10 or 11. Yeah, like a 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 or first four in, first four out. Maybe they win one game, get an upset. That would... Be the Michigan State thing to do. And then as soon as you run into a legitimate contender, you're probably done. Because the team I saw last night is not winning those type of games. They're just not. Uh, Jalen from Midland chiming into the Frick Sports Bar text line. Again, that's 989-837-6125. You guys can call in uh, to leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. If Izzo played pathetic-ass Michigan every game, they would still be as bad because beating Michigan would not build MSU's resume or anyone's resume. I'm not a state fan, but I'd take Izzo over Jawan. Used a different word instead of Howard. Filled in the first three letters with something else, something I can't say on air. Um, MSU is not good, and Malik Hall is trash and has regressed each year. For a player who's been there for 49 seasons. (laughs) He's been there for five years. I like how back-to-back text people have said he's been there for 30-plus years. Also, back-to-back text of Jalen and Dwayne both using the same pathetic ad. (laughs) Are they the same person? Is, is this? Are they related? Two, he's got two phones, man. Yeah, the maybe. He's got two phones. One it's, for the one for one hundred point nine the mitt, and one for you know all his ladies. Oh yeah, no, of course. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks, Ben. Yeah, no, great assumption there. Uh, I'll keep going. Izzo has had a great career, but it's time to hang it up because it feels like we've seen many years of Izzo refusing to change. MSU is the only team that runs and doesn't score. S H I T. Izzo needs to just retire because we all know they won't fire him. Izzo will have a statue, but it's time to go. Exactly. I mean, they're not going to fire him. They should build a statue of him. That's typically what you do for coaches who have won one national championship, right? Right, John? Yeah. You win one national championship and you get a you get a statue built of you? That's what <laughs> most universities do, right? right. Most. Well, right. you're not, you're not expecting, you're, you don't think Harbaugh's going to get one? 
His oh, glasses no, and hat? No. He's getting a statue, all right. So is Connor Stallions. Oh, well, Connor we've Stallion, talked about that. The Connor Stallions one will tower over Jim. I, the Connor Stallions one <laughs> may as well be 100 feet tall right outside of uh, the big house. Oh, my Won goodness. the national championship. You sounded like me. All right, John. Uh, let's make some money, oh, if you don't mind. Okay. Lock of the day. You better lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. John, I don't like to typically pat myself on the back, but I'll yeah, pat you, you. I'll pat you on the back right now. We are on fire right now with the lock of the days. Fire. Um, we are four for four this week. You're two for two. I'm two for two. Yesterday you recommended I, I put together a parlay for my lock yesterday. I started to feel myself so much. Yeah, you, I parlayed it too. You parlayed it with your own lock and it still hit. Yes. So we're trying to push our luck today. John, what do you got for me? Yeah, I'm sticking in the NBA because there's only money. three NHL. Yeah, I'm making money and, and there's only three NHL games tonight. One's the Rangers, so I, I stay away from that because that's my team. Uh, and that's the only line I sort of have conviction on. So I'm staying away from the NHL, maybe later in the week. But I'm sticking in the association. I'm going to go. It may seem obvious, but Heat over Spurs, minus seven and a half. I feel like that line's too close. Miami's a really strong team that's at home tonight. Ooh. The Spurs, why, are you the opposite? No. Oh, the the Spurs, I get they have, you know, Webinyama and how fantastic he is to watch and everything. They're a 10-win ball club. I think Miami's going to cover the spread. Seven and a half in the just looking around scores in recent weeks uh, or in recent days in the NBA. There's been a lot of blowouts. I think Miami handles them by double digits. So I'm going to have Miami minus seven and a half. It's again, it's just the spread pick. So it's minus 112 in terms of the odds uh, and most major books. But I'm going to go with the Heat over the Spurs covering the what is right now seven and a half. The only reason I'd be a little sussed out about that one is because Give me the sus. Is, is Jimmy Buck, Jimmy Buckets 100% playing tonight. I don't if he is, so. if he is, he will not be playing with 100% effort. I'm not saying you're gonna. <laughs> mi- I'm not saying you're. you're wait, wrong. wait, wait! A guy in the NBA not giving it his all. <laughs> what, what are you talking about, Ben? That doesn't happen. Who would have thought? Butler's playing. Butler's playing tonight, and his over under is 20 and a half. You're you're telling me to bet under? Is that your lock? No, I've I've tried to hit that over because I mean, there's been a few games this year where he's been on prime time, and I'm like, oh, Jimmy Butler, he's gonna live up, and then he just like doesn't care. Jimmy Butler is notoriously, I don't care about the regular season. I do not care about these awards. I do not care if I'm an all-star or not. But they've got enough talent where I think they can cover. I'll trust you. You're on fire right now. Um, I'm going to the NBA as well. I'm going to the Pistons tonight. 10 o'clock game in Sacramento. We're going to get into the Pistons in just a second and why I am screaming the name Simone Fontecchio. Oh, boy. Pistons just dealt away a few assets, uh, and the assets they got in return through the trades have not arrived with the organization yet. Therefore, I think Cade Cunningham's going to have to carry a little bit of the scoring load tonight. Kevin Knox traded away. Monty Morris traded away. Cade Cunningham over 23.5, even odds. There you have it. That is my and John's. Lock of the day. You better lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. 989-837-6125. John, what you know about Simone Fontecchio? Nothing. You're about to find out a little bit more. We'll hit the Frick Sports Bar text line when we come back to 989-837-6125. Apparently, someone not too happy about some of the Izzo comments. We'll get to that next on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff.
Um, all right. Here's what we're going to do. We've got 15 minutes left together. We're going to talk about the super wait for it. Bowl. Thank you. In just a little bit and how ridiculous Radio Row can get at times. I mean, they just let anybody uh, Don't call buildings. it the Radio Row. That's the, this is the media event we're going to get into. Sure. The they, media day. They just let any knucklehead into there, don't they? Anybody. Four, four students from my alma mater killing it, by the way. But I'm sure they are. They're probably significantly better than some of the other people. And, I, hear uh, hundred, I, can, I can confirm you that. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment, but we'll go back to the Frick Sports Bar text line one more time, 989-837-6125. Before we went to break, um, we, we made the comparison. Dwayne and Jalen, two of our most loyal listeners and loyal texters, might be the same person. Dwayne has since commented... Yes, well, because they use the same verbiage, and it might have just been Jalen copying Dwayne, but they both said pathetic. No, Jalen texted in, like, before I even started reading the Dwayne text. Okay, all right. But it was extreme. I mean, they both said, what did they both say? That Mark Hall's too old. Um, Malik Malik Hall, they both said Malik Hall has been here for 30 plus years. (laughs) They both brought up Michigan um, in Juwan Howard. Yeah. They both called them what? Sorry ass teams? Pathetic. Pathetic ass teams. Which is funny. Pathetic ass Michigan. Yes, yes. Quote unquote, bar for bar. Dwayne has since commented in, and Dwayne's getting a little defensive. Right I don't here. blame him. You're accusing him of having two phones and, and ladies on the side. That was a compliment. That was a compliment. Only real players have two phones. <laughs> oh, you got one phone for work. Ben, how many you got your, how one, many phones in your pocket I have there, buddy? One boy? phone. I, I have don't know one about phone. That. You have one phone for work and one home for the outside of work things. And why, why do you need the differentiation? Unless you're hiding from you someone. I mean, you have a work computer and you have a, a personal computer, right? Yeah, but not a personal and a work phone. Well, when you have a ton of money and you're rich, you can have you, <laughs> you can get afford two to phones? have two phones. Okay. Uh, Dwayne texted in once again and said, um, I don't know Jalen, and no, I don't have two phones. It's just a coincidence, but no, I don't have two phones. Too funny. I can't believe you guys would belittle me like that <laughs> by suggesting I use two phones. I'm not cut like that. Jalen is my boy, though. That's Told why. you. That's what I thought. We both listen to the show. So they both probably But he just called, said he doesn't know Jalen. He just said Jalen is my... Oh. He said, I don't know Jalen, but he is my boy because right. they both they listen. They just agree with each other when they text it. All right. Yeah, they're they're just... Maybe they're like long-lost siblings of the Great Lakes yeah, Bay no, region. Yeah, sure. But in a matter of one text, he referenced the fact that he does not have three phones three different times. <laughs> or two little, phones three different times. A little defensive. A, a little defensive. I'm starting to think Dwayne definitely has three uh, phones. I believe Dwayne. And that second phone might have just... The wild stuff on it. These are tough accusations, Ben. You're being very general. Yeah, Dwayne says he's my boy because I like his text. Yeah, okay. So they don't know each other, but they, you know, they text in often enough and listen, whatever. Two of our most loyal. Absolutely. Uh, we got a first time texter coming in. Uh, dude, Izzo is great. I would add the national championship caliber team in 2020. A starter was shot this year. The team sometimes plays very well. Look at the Baylor game. We could easily be Sweet 16 contender. And oh that's boy. from Alex. And oh Alex, boy. put, uh, put there, what town you're texting in next time. But There's a lot to unpack there. But he, but he has the belief, Ben, that a lot of Michigan State fans do. Hold okay. on. Let's go sentence by sentence here. Yes. Izzo is great. I would add the national championship caliber team from 2020. 
That was the year there wasn't no tournament. Yeah. Now, if I have to hear one more time from Michigan State fans... That they would have won it all. That, so, so, that was the year we were going to win it all that year, I'm telling you. Ask the people down Dayton, Ohio, that are basketball crazy, because that's where they host the first four every year, and it's always packed. They should have won it the national happen. championship with Obi Top, and a lot of people say it's it's the year you you thought it could have been, but I, I you can't, not that you can't recognize that. You can recognize it as a good regular season, but... It's a great unknown. Because, again, I just remember that year that Dayton was, like, a top-five team. Yeah, they could have been a national They could have been a national championship-caliber team. That's true. Yeah. But wasn't the team that lost to Middle Tennessee State a national championship-caliber team? And then one of the biggest upsets in college basketball history in the first round of March Madness. You were the two-seed. You were the favorite to win the entire thing. You lost to Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> All right, next sentence. A starter was shot this year. Yes, Jeremy Fierce was shot. I will acknowledge that. You lost a starter. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for acknowledging that. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, the team sometimes plays very well. Maybe like two minutes a game. Next sentence. Oh, look at the Baylor game in which, sure, it was the best game of the season, right? You yes. won that game? Um, lost to Arizona, lost to Duke non-conference. but And by the way, too, Neutral site game was in Detroit. Yeah, it was a home. So yeah, home I, I again, I'm not going to say it's it's What's the Baylor environment of the right Breslin now? Center, but to call that and again, it should be classified as a neutral game when you're talking quad one, quad two, and all that stuff in the net. It's it's a neutral game, but it wasn't like they played that game in Indianapolis or something. Played that in Little Caesars Arena, but. That's their signature win right now. I, I told you before, one of their two quad one wins is Indiana State. The other one's Baylor. And by the way, Baylor is ranked 13. I just had yeah. to double check. No, they're, they're in the best basketball conference right now, the Big 12. And the last sentence is, we could easily be a Sweet 16 contender. That was not the point of this season. The point of this season was to win the national championship. Well, expectations have shifted because of the things he said. Starter... Was shot. Yes, I acknowledge that. So that's why, in his opinion, the expectation should shift. He also says, "I love Juwan. I hope he stays <laughs> for a very long." Which time. is hilarious. Uh, and you're not wrong, Alex. If you're a Michigan State fan, root for Juwan Howard to be there a long time. Alex, thanks for texting in and listening to the show. We appreciate it. Um, let's talk about the game on Sunday. You know, the super. Wait Whoa. for it. Thank you. Um, we are not allowed to actually say those two words. So, except in our promos. Except in our promos, but we have to first say, what? What is it? What is the full cadence for it? The well, if we're gonna talk about it, Sports Radio 100.9, the Mitt will have Westwood One's coverage of of the Super. Wait for it. Bowl, bowl uh, courtesy of Ace Hardware and Sport, and we're gonna have the pregame starting at 2:30 all the way up to the big game. But in media literacy, because Super Bowl, Super, wait for it, Bowl, bowl is trademarked, you can't just say it like that. It's it's all fugazi. It's it's such a all, big. All it, it it's it is one of the most overemphasized. There's there's so much media in Las Vegas this week, and I'm just looking at some of these videos that come up on my Twitter and Instagram and stuff, and they just let any bozo in there ask questions. Well, it, it's the beauty of this in a way. This is the biggest moment for a lot of these players' careers and extension without including getting married and having a kid, your life, right? This is what you work up 
you you work for all of your life to get to the super wait for it bowl. So dealing with open media for half an hour, an hour at this media day is just hilarious. You get to this point and you have to answer some pretty uh, ridiculous questions. So some of those ridiculous questions we clipped up for everybody. Uh, what, a, what a week we've had. It's so much fun. Um, so this, this is the thing, too. We didn't go down a radio row this this year. Of course, we could have. We would have yeah, been year. a big deal. You know, all, all the big guys would have came on. We declined but, to interview Patrick Mahomes. This, we didn't but, want him. But this is the thing. They're all coming on. They're all coming anyway. on shilling products. We're not going to do that. We have our sponsors. We're not going to shill someone else's product. So that's why we're not down there. Yeah. But a lot of media is. And of course, and this has all happened at the press conferences, the media day that was on Monday night. Do we want to get into it? Let's get into it. Uh, we have three. Oh, three money quotes. Three money quotes. Three so we, which questions. one do we start with? You want me to just play them at random or what? Uh, <laughs> let's just surprise I want to start with a banger. Do the Brock Purdy one. All right. This was asked to Brock Purdy. You and, and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald circling around the internet right now. People think you two look alike. Did you ever hear that before? I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh, Physical comparison. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Great answer, by the way. <laughs> what do you want him to say? Yeah, you know. Uh, you have a chance to t- ask the question to any question you want. To the quarterback about to play in a Super Bowl, Mr. Irrelevant, this is historic stuff. And you decide to ask him, what do you think about the comparison of your face to the face of the man that killed Abraham Lincoln? JFK. J. Oh. <laughs> you want to move on there, Mr. Factual Historical? Oh, this is bad. That you don't know. That was bad. That you don't know your assassins? No, I don't know my assassins. Uh, <laughs> wow. Do you know who killed Abraham Lincoln? I know it was in a movie theater. Correct. I don't know the name. John Wilkes Booth. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it was in a, in a, in a booth. Uh, so the guy who yeah, killed no, yeah, no, exactly. JFK. Yes. That's what you decide to ask Brock Purdy? Really? Really? Who lets these guys in? It's open media. It's beautiful. And there are contemporaries, buddy. Then we have one for the other quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. You can ask this guy anything, and you decide to make a joke out of it. What is your best Kermit the Frog impression? I'm talking right now. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great answer. From he did it so quick too. They're like, oh, you know, what's your best Kermit? Me talking. That's my Kermit impression. Next. (laughs) It's like good for you, Patrick. Uh, Can we get a Fozzie next? Can we get a Fozzie Bear? A whole Kermit the Frog here. Waka waka. Uh, okay. I can. Waka waka. <laughs> I can barely handle the media. <laughs> oh my God. What would you ask them? Because I certainly wouldn't. It wouldn't even cross my mind to ask either of the quarterbacks something as ridiculous as this. Well, the Brock Purdy one. I mean, they're both internet references. It's how much do you want the athlete to acknowledge stuff that they probably know exists on the internet. There was pictures of Lee Harvey Oswald and Brock Purdy side to side, and Kermit and Mahomes has been called Kermit the Frog since he's entered the league. I, my fantasy team name for my dynasty league is me and Mahomey. There you go. And the profile picture and, is Kermit the Frog. And believe me, he, his answer was snap and quick because he's answered he's that question before, before probably by schmoes on the street. Um, Maybe his younger brother. <laughs> and then we have someone. This, this is my favorite This might question. be the craziest one. 
Uh, it's your favorite one. Go ahead and introduce it. As to Andy Reid of the Chiefs coach, because he was talking about how he's coached in many different generations and errors, and this guy from Germany wanted to ask just about the ever-evolving world, and uh, you just have to hear it. Coach, right here. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, question from Germany. Yes. Um, as you said before, um, times have changed a lot. Uh, the internet, mobile phones. Um, what do you say about the conspiracies that uh, have popped up concerning Charles Kelsey and Taylor Swift, like some kind of Republican conspiracies that you guys made it to the Super Bowl to actually secretly re-elect or help re-elect President Biden? Ooh. What? That's, that's way out of my league. What? Hilarious. How How do you even come to that conclude like where it's do you It's the great distractor, man. Theory? It's the great distractor from the federal election. I don't What? Where where do you come up with the mind to even ask <laughs> that? Where does that conspiracy theory even in, stem from? In Germany, obviously. Show me that's the what, logic behind that one. That's that's what German that's what the German everyday German person is wondering about. Show they me follow where. our elections. Show me where. <laughs> I don't, I show can't. me where it's on the internet not. this theory has I, I wanna know the evidence behind <laughs> it. I wanna know the reasons as to why Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey dating has forced the NFL to push the Chiefs into the Super Bowl because of the election. Who did the, because to, you to gotta, benefit what party? You got to connect the dots. You got to connect the dots. Apparently, I don't know how. <laughs> Apparently, I can't solve puzzles because <laughs> that is mind-blowing no, to me it, that they let these people in to... It, it's, it's a big leap. It, 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 it's still not a question that you know Andy Reid is going to be able to answer, but if you cut out the election stuff and say, well, it is good for the NFL to have this where the Chiefs forced upon because the only and it's a major conspiracy, again, with no evidence behind it would be, OK, well, it's good for the brand of the NFL to have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because of the more eyeballs that Taylor Swift provides. So maybe a couple calls in that Ravens game. Still not a question for Andy Reid, by the way. But if you want to ask that to the commissioner, I don't see the connection of that helping any political party. Oh boy! But text it if you think that, that maybe oh it does. Boy. That, but people, we're, we're opening a dangerous but, door right here. Well, of here. course, and, and and people are pissed that again. This is where it stems from. It's not the greatness with Mahomes thing. There are people, and believe me, I think it's over exaggerated. You're going to highlight celebrities. It's just part of the culture because Taylor Swift gets clicks and gets viewers. You're going to highlight them during a game, but people have extrapolated that further to it's all conspiracy to help the NFL out, and uh -oh. the NFL's ratings. Or up, up when they play. Up but also, I would add, on the, season. the Lions got the NBC their biggest rating since 2015 when they played the Buccaneers. Suck it, right? Taylor Swift. And Suck Taylor it. Swift was nowhere near Detroit. Uh, we didn't, Eminem was. We didn't get to the Pistons, unfortunately. Tim Robinson oh, was. So sad. Simone Fontecchio, my new favorite person on the planet. My favorite Piston, too, already. You, you didn't even know who this was no. when I walked in the building. But uh, the Pistons favorite. traded for him. Maybe we'll get to that tomorrow. Hopefully Troy Weaver's not done making moves. Made two today. Kind of liked him. Shockingly. Uh, we'll have more on that tomorrow. More Super Bowl stuff tomorrow. You've got some high school basketball to cover, right? Yeah, it's just going to be you and the no-show Friday. So if you want your Super Bowl preview from Ben, you got to tune in tomorrow. There you guys have it. Thanks for listening to the payoff. Hope it was worth it.